Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Hello there and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. I'm Justin McClintock and today we are talking about assessments. We have covered this a little bit before. I think we're going to call this one Assess, Don't Guess, a phrase I first heard from James Fitzgerald from OPEX but comes up a lot. What are we assessing? We're assessing anything that's a problem. If you have a problem, if you have an issue, we should assess it before we come up with a solution. If you are just getting solutions thrown at you, if you are pulling solutions out of the air, you are unlikely to land on the first one, on the correct one the first time. Let's say it that way. So, what is a problem? This could be anything. It could certainly be pain. It could be an injury. It could be acute pain. It could be chronic pain. It could be recurring soreness. It could be a every time I do this, I feel this. Or every time I go heavy or long or far, I start feeling this discomfort, pain, whatever it is. It could also be I don't really possess this skill or this skill could use some significant upgrades. My squatting's okay, but I've hit a plateau for a while, and I don't understand why. I feel like my upper body is pretty strong, but I've never been able to do a pull-up. I can do a handstand, and I can do a push-up, but I can't do a handstand push-up. This is a problem. This is an issue. If you consider any of those things a problem, some definitely are. Some, it's really what your priorities are. And the answer is, okay, you have a problem. You've identified it. What are we going to do about it? The way we arrive at what we are going to do about it is figuring out what goes into this problem. What makes it up? What is it built of? It is often a combination of if we are talking pain or pain with movement or a new skill, we start at the bottom with that athlete's hierarchy of needs, your flexibility and your mobility. So we will assess your flexibility and mobility through, I typically just do a full body test. It doesn't take that long, but certainly anything that might be associated with what's going on. And if you always have back pain when you put a bar over your head, we will be assessing your shoulders and your wrists because these could absolutely be contributing to your back pain. Yes, you're feeling it in your back. That doesn't mean the pain is coming from your back. We've posted about this before in different forums, Where you are feeling the pain, certainly we have inflamed that area, we have overworked that area, something has happened, so it is feeling pain. We're not discounting the pain you're feeling there, but the cause may be somewhere entirely different. Your hips always hurt. It may be because your ankle dorsiflexion is really poor, so when you run, you're moving in a way that is relatively inefficient and putting a huge amount of load on your hip flexors. Are you hurting your hips? Yes. Is it because of the running well sort of it's really because of your length of ankle dorsiflexion so if we can improve that and maybe work on your running technique it doesn't mean that running is bad for you it doesn't mean that you can't be a runner it means we need to figure out what goes into this and what fixes it after we look at flexibility 
and mobility, the next thing we're probably gonna look at is some strength testing. And we may be testing bipedally, by, you know, depending on its pressing, squatting, whatever we're doing. We will often do some single side testing, especially if there's some pain issues, but sometimes just with skill movements, just with upgrading a movement that you have right now, it's a great way to find some imbalances so then we know what to work on. If we find, for example, that you're, 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 you have this upper body strength, but your pull-up isn't really happening, and we find that you can do, just making up numbers, eight strict high pulls on your right side with one-third of your body weight and two on your left side, that's a very significant imbalance. We know that your left side isn't playing nice. If we combine that with our flexibility and mobility findings, we have a better picture of what's going on, and here's the reason we do all this, now we have a path forward. Now we know what your flexibility is, what your mobility is, what your strength balance is. We can combine and work on all of these things simultaneously typically, and now we can take a big step forward, especially if you haven't had an issue that has lasted for a while and things you have tried haven't worked before, it may be because you're working on the wrong things. It's not that you're not working hard. It's not that you don't want it. It's not that it's not a priority. If you've even listened this far into the podcast, you have something rattling around in your mind that's going on with you or someone you care about that is a priority that you wanna make better. I'm telling you that we need to assess all of the things that make it up. Mobility and flexibility are huge. Mobility, the word mobility gets tossed around a lot. I love Kelly Starrett. He has apologized publicly for making everyone talk about mobility. It's more than stretching. It's more than a lacrosse ball in your hip flexors. It's more than wrapping bands around yourself. I like all of those things. They are absolutely effective in their own way. But mobility is really your ability to control through a full through a particular range of motion through what your full range of motion is it may or may not be the range of motion required for a movement or skill you're working on different than flexibility remember flexibility is that passive range of motion someone could take your arm and move it over your head different than you being able to lift your own arm up over your head with good control good spinal position all of that stuff combining mobility flexibility and strength testing is huge if we have a chronic, some chronic pain, an issue, a movement working on, a skill we're trying to acquire, a plateau we're trying to break through, and your flexibility is great, your movement is great, and your strength balance is great. Usually, no one's perfect in all of these things, but there is absolutely such a thing as good enough. Yep, that should be good enough to work. Your, you know, maybe we wish your ankle flexibility was at least five and a half inches but it's five inches, just over five inches. You're maybe half an inch short. Do we wish that were better? Yes. Are we going to work on it a little bit? But it's probably not the thing holding you back. So we're going to look around for other stuff. If those first three things are great, bad news, we're looking at your work-rest ratio. We're looking at the volume of work you're doing and the quality of your recovery. How much are you moving, exercising, especially in these ranges of motion that we might be particularly concerned about, especially around the areas we might be concerned about that would be causing pain or driving you into pain, keeping you in pain, keeping you inflamed. How much work are we doing and how much rest are we doing? Not just how much are you resting between sets, that might be part of it. How much are you working out in a week? How much are you resting in a week? And what's the quality of your recovery? You know, if you're 
working out four times a week for 45 minutes at a time and you're a let's make things up you're a healthy 35 year old with not much of an injury history that sounds perfectly fine until we find out you're working 90 hours a week sleeping three to four hours a night typically getting to sleep with the help of half a bottle of tequila and you have a relationship that's been falling apart a little bit, you've been fighting a lot, things have been really hard, you're up for a promotion and it's between you and someone else, so you've been doing some ex extra work to try and set yourself ahead. Now we have a picture of some horrible recovery and enormous amount of stress being carried around and we need to modulate what you're doing in the things we can control as an exercise coach, there's not a lot I can do to control your work. We can hopefully upgrade your sleep, upgrade your sleep routine, things like that. But we will likely change the volume of stuff you're doing because you're bringing in a huge amount of stress. And while you have the flexibility, mobility, and strength balance to deal with the load, you do not have the capacity to deal with this additional stress on top of everything else you're dealing with right now. Part of your chronic pain could be because you're not sleeping enough. It could be because your work is very stressful. This is absolutely part of how we assess things. This is part of a full assessment. On top of this, it goes day to day. So sometimes we will take biofeedback, which is as simple as one of our favorite biofeedback tests basically looks like someone trying to touch their toes. It's a tiny bit more complicated than that, but not much. But you try and touch your toes, we do something, an exercise, a movement, a, a set of work, and we try and touch your toes again. We do that, it takes less than five seconds to do the test, and we're noting where you are, and as soon as that range of motion starts to change, let's say when you, when you try and touch your toes, your fingertips just barely touch the ground, and we're doing some overhead pressing, and we do a set of five, and you tr touch your toes, and it's the same. And you do a set of five, and you touch the toes, and it's the same. And we go up in weight, and you do a set of five, and you touch your toes, and it's the same. We go up in weight, and you do a set of five, and you go to touch your toes, and your fingers only come down to mid-shin. We stop. We stop. We found it. We have hit your neurological edge, even if the plan was seven sets for today. If we were concerned going in, or if this was testing, we typically do this with testing if we're looking around for an issue as part of our assessment, we will say, great, that's it. That's your limit. We figured out what it is. It's your limit for today. It's your limit for this moment in time, but that's your limit. We have that information. Now we can work with it. We can work around it and we can retest it because we're not just guessing. We're collecting information. We're collecting information about your flexibility. We're collecting information about your mobility. We're collecting information about all of these things, including your biofeedback when you do strength work. Because of that, we will put you through a program that we think will work. We'll lead you in the right direction. We'll take information as we do it. We'll make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. And then call it eight weeks later, we're gonna do that same test again with that same biofeedback. And the idea will be when you do that top set of five, your fingertips will touch the ground again, which will give us the green light to go up and wait again and do another set of five in this particular example, this particular test I'm doing. This is a huge amount of assessment and it may sound, I, I understand why it sounds like a lot or it sounds overly technical or overly complicated or the other way, sometimes it just sounds like a bunch of woo woo nonsense these aren't real things, you're, you're just making things up so people feel better or to make yourself sound like more of an expert or any of these things, it's not. And any assessment you go to, any type of assessment, anytime someone is testing you for something or testing around something, 
it's reasonable to ask why, what the optimal outcomes would be, and how your plan would change if you had gotten, for example, that optimal outcome versus what your normal outcome would be. And if the answer is the same, I think it's reasonable to ask some very significant questions. If your program is not changing based on the assessment you got, first of all, what was the point of the assessment? Just to make you feel better or waste time or what? Because apparently the person doing the assessment isn't actually using that information to do anything with. Now, if, if your assessment is the optimal outcome and they say, well, good news, you have the perfect outcome, uh, everything lines up, you can just go ahead and do our normal program, you need to ask another question because you got assessed for a reason. Assuming you asked for this assessment. We will certainly, at the gym I work at full-time, everyone who wants to join as a member gets pulled through a full movement assessment. Joint by joint, how do you move, who are you, what do you do? Because we're collecting information from the beginning, looking for any red flags, because we're not going to put you in a group class and tell you to put a bar overhead if you don't have that flexibility to start with. It would be irresponsible, unethical, unprofessional, and unfair. We don't do it. So that's why we're getting assessed. If you pass all that with flying colors, then yes, you go into the group class and you do exactly the thing that's written on the board because it's built for someone who passes all these tests exactly like you. So that's a situation where optimal result leads to just doing the program. But if you come to someone with a problem, with an issue, whether you're plateauing on a movement, your strength isn't moving, you need a new skill, you have chronic pain, they put you through an assessment and that assessment isn't being used to modify and change the program you're going to do, I would be very suspicious. It's absolutely worth asking the questions. Anyone who's doing this assessment on you, whatever kind of assessment it is, including us, should be ready, willing, and excited to answer questions. I love when people ask me why we're doing stuff, what we're gonna do with the information, what the point of it is, because first of all, it shows me they're paying attention which is always really exciting. And second of all, it I get to educate a little bit about what we're doing and where we're going. And I love working with educated people a lot. It makes things easier. It makes it more fun. You can take bigger steps forward when people understand what you're talking about. Assessing is super important. Whatever is going on, whatever the issue is you're thinking about, pain, upgrading a movement, getting through a plateau, acquiring a new skill, we can assess why it isn't happening, and then we can find a way around that particular roadblock, not just, well, you want to do pull-ups, so do more pull-ups. Yeah, but I've, I've been using a band for a year, and I haven't gotten any better. Something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. And it's not your determination to try. It's the path you're on. Stop guessing and get it assessed. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Justin McClintock. This is Feel Strong Fitness. If you can, it makes a huge difference. Whatever you're listening to this on, click on Feel Strong, write us a review, leave five stars if you have them lying around, share, tell people about it, take screenshots of you listening to the podcast. Insta everyone wants me to do Instagram reels now. Everyone listening should make an Instagram reel of themselves listening to this podcast and just being super educated and excited. That's your homework for today. I really appreciate it. Again, this is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me 
Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain, rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there. makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again, and feel strong.